Welcome to the Charlotte is Creative podcast. Today's show features hosts Tim Miner and Matt Olin speaking with Bryce Lagour, co-owner of Basil Coffee, immediately following the July 13th Creative Morning Charlotte event at the Fillmore Charlotte, where Bryce spoke about the global theme of intention. A native of New Jersey, Bryce has found a home in Charlotte as the co-owner of Basil Coffee, an exciting new coffee shop located inside Laka Projects. The word basil, or basal, refers to a foundation, base, or essence. Bryce and his wife designed Basil to offer Charlotte a welcoming place, as well as a social hub of multicultural affairs that highlights Charlotte's west side. Basil is founded on four principles, care, sustenance, service, and creativity. In this episode of the Charlotte is Creative podcast, Bryce talks about why he chose Charlotte instead of cities like New York or LA, what he wants his family to see when they see him at work, his thoughts on mortality, and his favorite Colombian and New Jersey phrases. Register for the next Creative Morning Charlotte event Friday, August 3rd at 8.30 a.m. at Divine Barrel Brewing in Noda. The featured speaker will be Dr. Stephanie Cooper-Luder, Executive Director of the nonprofit organization Leading on Opportunity, speaking about the global theme of community. RSVPs will open at 9 a.m. Monday, July 30th. Don't forget to use the hashtag CharlotteIsCreative and tweet us at CM underscore CLT whenever you see Charlotteans showing their creativity. Speaking of you fools keep on talking, welcome to the next Charlotte's Creative podcast. Kubo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I skipped that part earlier. Okay. Uh, I'm Matt Olin. I'm Tim Miner. We are your hosts, and we are sitting here with Bryce Lagore. What's up, guys? Uh, or should I say co-owner of Basil Coffee? That is appropriate. Right, because it's you and your wife. Yeah, I have, I, have, I have two partners, actually. Yep. And so we are super psyched. We just wrapped the uh, July Creative Mornings Charlotte event, where we dove into our global theme of intention. You are our speaker, and we, speaking of intention, I mean, we very intentionally chose you for that um, for that theme, because mm-hmm. in all the time that we've been coming in over the last few weeks to Basil Coffee, like, we can just see the intention that you have brought, you and your partners and your team have, have brought in our bringing to that space, to uh, the craft of brewing the coffee and, and the goods that you're delivering there, and the community that you're building around it, and the way you're, the ways that you're trying to sort of... Um, I don't know, connect the community For there sure. as well. So I know it's, it's exciting because your journey's uh, peppered with moments of intention throughout it, but also you're at the sort of the beginning of the basil coffee journey, which is super exciting. Uh, very often we'll bring very. someone in who are, they're midstream or they're later on in their journey. And it was kind of cool to bring you in and hear um, the basil coffee and Bryce Lagore story uh, sure. at this specific point in your journey. I, I think what one of the things I really love too is this was not the the Bryce Lagura story. You've got an incredible group of people Absolutely. that you've cultivated around yourself. Absolutely. People that have helped you get where you are today and people that you're hopefully helping go someplace else Absolutely. Uh, with their future. And that I think too often we see that the person behind the microphone, whether they mean to or not, um, it makes it look like I did this all myself. And you've had an incredible Fraud, community that you've news. that you've built around you. Yeah, um, I I think the other thing too is when we when we sit down to prepare a speaker, the only thing we really say uh, is speak your truth. And what what you reminded the audience today is there are a lot of different vantage points, and there's oh, a lot sure. of different truths, you know. And um, you brought it. So thank that. you for your candor. I mean, it was just an, a powerful morning. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate so we, that. we do, we record these podcasts immediately after the creative mornings events, uh, each month because we want to sort of bask in the energy that our community stirred up for us and just dive deeper into some of the stuff that, um, uh, in the 20 minute slot that you had that luxurious 20 minute spot that yeah. you weren't yeah. able to, to touch on before we go there, we like to start with a lightning round. Okay. We're not go. like your traditional podcast where we put the lightning round at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. This ain't your daddy's podcast. That's right. I love it. We start, we want to fire those synapses up again and get uh, get them get them going now. So, Let's go. So just go with your gut. Okay. 
And uh, let's see if we can get this uh, party started here. So I'm going to start. It's an easy one. What's your hometown? Red Bank, New Jersey. Red Bank. So what is Red Bank, New Jersey famous for? And if it isn't famous for anything, what should it be famous for? Red Bank, New Jersey should be famous for, and it is, for Silent Bob and Jay. So they have a comic book store, and that's actually how I got involved. And I am just a mommy wow. I'm a big kid now. I I just, (laughs) my experiences. (laughs) My experiences with going to the classic car shows and then immediately going into Jay and Silent Bob's comic book store, go across the street to, I'm actually, it's slipping my mind, the um, the pastry chef that's uh, on travel TV. Like he's exceedingly Italian. Like oh, you're the cake fall. boss guy. Yeah, him. So he's got a spot in Red Bank. So wow, cupcake. Yeah, I mean, go figure. I didn't know uh, that. That's awesome. Across the street was a Catholic school I went to called St. James. And um, another Catholic school. I don't yeah. think we've div- we have we, we did not we that establish yeah. that yeah. that we're three of well, us I mean, are the product of the. It wasn't Catholic by my schools. admission, and I, you know, got some interesting. I got some really interesting stories with that. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I, that, goes, that goes with any Catholic school My experience. goodness. There is a kid. His name's Kyle. Where are you at, Kyle? He Kyle, said something to me about my mother in a very, very vulgar way, and I kicked him right between the gonads. Nice. I didn't even get in trouble. That's how we handled things back in the- WWJD. Back in the, you know, yeah, you know, the smackdown at the Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah. That was about as wild as it got. I'm a very peaceful person myself, but the the most physical harm I've ever inflicted on my fellow human was in the fifth grade in the hallway of a Catholic school uh, on a bully who had been picking. Did you ever get the ruler? I never got the ruler. I got the ruler. I never got the ruler. I got the emotional ruler for sure. I'm now emo ruler. I'm now curious as to the (laughs) as to the the nature, extent, and quality of the physical harm that you did to the bully. You want to know about it? You you opened that you opened this one up. So um, he had been picking on me all year, and I I guess I just snapped one Probably. one morning or one afternoon, whatever it was, and we were standing by the by the um, lockers, and I took the side of his head. I remember it was good the, for you. The um, the left side of his head. That's I put my hand over about. his ear, and I pushed his head into the locker. What'd you say to him? I think I said shut up or something. I don't oh, know. Like, it I was been fifth, like it was fi- it was fifth wow. grade, so I didn't I wasn't like you know. You know, my my, uh, my curse lexicon wasn't uh, <laughs> firing yet, but but I did. I it, it hurt him. I will say that it felt good. Did you say but shut I up? Don't me. recommend this. But uh, yeah, me neither. Yeah. By the way, don't 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 kick your peers in the in the forbidden areas. Yes, but did or you smash I, their heads? I think it's important to understand. Was the shut up from the bottom of your stomach, mm-hmm. or was it high pitch? In 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 my mind's eye, it was from the from from my gut. Okay. See, now I had the most, the nerdiest (laughs) how you deal with a bully situation. I need to hear it. Oh, yeah? All right. So my, my, the kid that bullied me my freshman year in high school, um, sophomore year was failing religion class. And the teacher asked me to be his tutor. (laughs) And I tutored him. smell a rom-com. He got an A. And we were friends all the way through, through high school and continue to be friends today. You hear that, parents? Quite the Get the bully. Get the victim. Have them teach Let's Bully bromance. The geek shall inherit the earth. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. <laughs> okay. We are totally derailed the lightning right. round. There's nothing lightning about this. <laughs> okay. This is C. Bryce. This is C. Low rumble round. Right. Bryce, if Basil Coffee was closed for a private event one morning, where would you recommend I go for a truly great cup of coffee in Charlotte? In Charlotte. I am going to say... Um, Tony just opened up Enderly Coffee around the corner. Yeah, we love Tony. Um, and uh, Tony is doing as much as he can to provide his value yeah. with his story. Um, I would immediately just go over there. He's an awesome guy, and uh, we love his view of the world. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. We love how he's serving the community. He's He's um, been a, a collaborator on Creative Mornings before, too. So great, great choice. Love it. All right. So back to, you know, any good Catholic discussion involves punishment. So, <laughs> Bryce, I know true. from my experience with your coffee shop and with Matt, Matt adulterates your amazing coffee with sugar and cream Pure, every time he over. unadulterated <laughs> right. sugar. So after receiving a verdict of guilty in the court of coffee, what should Matt's punishment for destroying your coffee be? Man. He just has to drink it. I, mean, I just have to drink it. I have to, <laughs> you made your coffee, now drink it. No, yeah, no, but uh, to... 
to, to slightly uh, uh, pivot that one, a lot of the time when we look at specialty anything, uh, niche anything, a lot of people project their connoisseurship onto people. And it's, it's really, really fun to see it every single day. Like, oh my God, should I actually, do I put this in here? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at them like, sweetheart, I'm here for you. <laughs> what do you want in that bad boy? And I will just make that. You do, yeah. And they love it, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I mean, but there, I will say this, it's difficult to see folks not drink it. Like, oh yeah, this is what I get every time. I'm like, cool. Uh, you know, how many ounces? And, <laughs> And then I just, I realized that they're actually not drinking it. I'm like, man, I probably should have recommended you my, my go-to and yeah. you know, leave it that. It wow. might be that I'm just in awe of and slightly scared of Kristen's ability. So when I, <laughs> when she pours me that cup of coffee and says, this is how your coffee is. Yeah. Luckily that's how I take coffee. For sure. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to question her on Meanwhile, her she'll slide my order over to me and say, here's your cup of BS. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's your coffee with a side order of shame and guilt. Yes. <laughs> Sip it up. Anyway. Um, okay, so I, of course, here. I share an office with Tim over at Charlotte is Creative, and I know he drinks an insane amount of coffee. How would you suggest I stage a coffee intervention for him? Well, it all starts with grounded coffee, <laughs> and you have you're, to make a circle. Hold on. You're an enabler. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know an enabler when I see one. See, this is I'm sitting here with my, with my junkie, de- with my dealer, you know. Right. Right. We're going to have an adventure with you Cuddling as we're surrounded stuff. by the rich aroma of coffee. Coffee has, a, I mean, uh, uh, Bryce has a vested interest in keeping me hooked on coffee. Yes, I, I see the flaw, the flaw in that question now. No, I, well, so um, on on a level that's a little bit more um, true and real, your your body will start rejecting coffee at some point, which is quite problematic. I haven't found that part point yet. Do you mean in terms of your daily quota, like you know what your threshold is? Yeah. So, you know, for me, what I tend to do is, you know, I always preface like, you know, oh, I'm going to get a quad shot, which is basically (laughs) two ounces times four. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot lot of coffee. Um, Your buddy, your buddy, geez, your body. My buddy. My buddy. My buddy. Your Um, your body should be your buddy. Your body should be. Buddy, body, buddy. Yeah. That's another podcast, everyone. (laughs) That's another podcast. Tune in tomorrow for the Body Buddy (laughs) podcast (laughs) brought to you on the Furry Network. That's the Furry Network. Um, you, You actually do have a certain point where you need to be a little bit mindful of the intake. So for me, I always kind of preface with this idea like, hey, you know, and I, I, I realize you're about to have a big cup of coffee and it's a concentrated dose because you want four shots of espresso. Have you had food? And usually the response is no, yeah. which is a problem for two reasons. We all know what coffee does to you. Yeah. To, to Sends stomach. my heart into palpitations. <laughs> and the second is, is that when your stomach has not been coated with food, where, because coffee is acidic. Yeah. The pH balance of that is way up. So... Um, if you don't have anything in your stomach, your body's essentially going to have a field day. Yeah. You're not going to feel that well. Um, you're going to be exceedingly energetic to a fault. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just not a good idea. The idea is just like a beer or a, or a wine is to enjoy it. And some people can be belligerent and, yeah. you know, not time out. <laughs> yeah. Matt's crying. <laughs> <laughs> This may sound familiar. <laughs> Everyone's crying. All right. That's good. So That's good advice. One of the beautiful things of getting to know you and you you justified it beautifully today in your talk is you love to make Batman references as Best you way. talk. Best way. Who's the best Batman ever? Hmm. Wow. This I wasn't expecting. <laughs> um clever podcaster. So, Ben's fine, right? He's okay. I'll go with fine. He's, <laughs> um, Christian Bale was was interesting. I wasn't I wasn't expecting a Christian. Um, Keaton, though. Mm. OG man, I, I knew I liked you. Keaton just has my heart. Yeah. Um, not only does he sound first. like yeah. Christian Bale. Pardon me. Not only does Christian Bale and Affleck sound like. Keaton, but I mean, he was just, he was a groovy guy. I mean, you know, right. I'm with you. You know, I'm going to guess Tim's going to go even further back. Am I right? No, you're not. You're not going. I'm going Kevin Conroy, who is the voice of Batman in Batman, the animated series. He is the definitive 
Okay. Batman. I can respect that. Definitive Batman. Okay. Now I love Mike. Now if I had to go with a human, it would be Michael Keaton. Okay. I actually don't think that uh, that Val Kilmer did a terrible job. I liked him as as I liked him. He was too pretty. He was too pretty. I didn't like him as Bruce Wayne. I liked him as Batman. Look, I mean, Bruce Wayne's a dashing guy, but he's not he's not a pretty guy. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I it's got to calm Keaton's down. A, you know, Adam yeah. West is Adam West, but but Keaton defined oh, the yeah. role, was, and Kevin Conroy just has a voice for the ages. He just, I mean, so, and I mean, and Mark Hamill is the Joker. Those the, the Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill like duo, amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed Alfred with Keaton. Yeah, they were just kind of Michael Gouge dad, dad jokes all day. By the way, we, when we used to play the uh, and this was in college when we used to play the uh, the game where you have to connect people. Okay. With movies, yeah. Everybody thinks it's Kevin Bacon, Michael Gouge, the guy. If you know his name, the <laughs> guy that played Alfred. Yeah, he has been in mo- those Batman movies. Have everyone in them, so you can con- through him connect any two actors ever. He's, he's the guy. He's Plus, the link. At, close to my heart, he was in a season two episode of the original Doctor Who series, <laughs> like back in the sixties. He was Doctor the celestial Who. toy yeah, maker. I mean, I'm with you. Amazing. I need to though. I'm, I'm OG Doctor Who, and that's a whole, that is a whole other podcast. <laughs> All right, Bryce, when you and Drea get a chance to sneak away for a bite to eat in Charlotte, where do you go? Oh, man. Um, look, Charlotte's doing its best. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, here we go. Right? Charlotte, Charlotte is, oh, is in transition in a lot of ways, and there are a lot of great people doing great work here. Um. Unfortunately, I have been spoiled because I do travel and I do work with a lot of great clients who make me just some of the best food I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I naturally want to say that it doesn't just meet me going to clients and eating their food yeah. in you know Venice Beach, California, uh-huh. or you know in downtown Manhattan. Yeah, but um, feel it. Feel I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> So for me, for me, I, I wanted to hate Super Rica. Uh-huh. I wanted to. I haven't been there yet. It is I, as advertised. I've been with Bryce. Yeah. And, the, and you I you think. You guys are sneaking off without I think me? We did. Well, you were out of town. Yeah. You were living it <laughs> up with your wife. We thought we saw you because there was a tall dashing man with the same pepper. Nice pepper, recovery, Bryce. It was, he had, he had a mane that was. Mango chutney that you use <laughs> in your hair. And I'm like, dude, wait. That's my signature It was, it was kind of a pucker now. moment because we're like, we're cheating on Matt and he's over there. He's over there. He's going to see us cheating oh, yeah. on him. Yeah. Super no, yeah. T- uh, but if you if you had to force me, I, I highly recommend Super Rica. Um, the reason I wanted to hate it at first was because, again, Charlotte has a tendency to just get things out instead of considering um, – international talent or national talent. Mm. Um, this, this chef who is from Texas did his homework and mm. he very much respected the kind of cuisine that he's showing and it shows. And I, I can't find anything wrong with it. The servers are great. Um, the drinks are great. The food's great. It tastes as if, you know, my aunt made it, you know, being from Mexico. Um, so I don't have any complaints about that. Haberdish mm. was kind of a place at first for me, and then yeah. Superica is kind of closer. So mm-hmm. I, I will tell you what I mean. The food was amazing, but the service was on was on point. Yeah. And for me, that that's that's a mark of a, of a yeah. really great restaurant is Soul hit, Meat Company. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't I I haven't been there yet either. That but is it's some on of the best. Food so here. actually, yeah. one of the cooks from Soul Meat Company was in the front row that is some today of the best. this morning. Yes, that is some of the best. They're also from, you know, they're, they are Korean. Go yeah. figure. But yeah. All right. All right. So your wife, Drea, is from Columbia, right? Yes. What is South she, Carolina. What is, yeah. You'd a little be bit, surprised. A little bit further. Dear God, there have been many, many conversations like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, yeah, no. Not yeah. that one. I don't think um, so. Not that one. Let me, Let's you talk. mean the record house? Yeah. You got, I sent my penny in too, buddy. It's oh. <laughs> wow. Just a few people are going to get that one. Wow. <gasps> So okay. I, actually, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go back because so when I, I went to grad school at Columbia University in New York, and people said, you know, was it hard to get into Columbia? And I would say, no, I just sent my penny in. It's no problem. Okay. So, so what 19 CDs did you get in return? I got, well, there was a lot of Billy Joel in there. Yeah. <laughs> that explains 
a great deal. <laughs> that explains a great deal. You can deal. edit that out, Andy. No, leave it in, please. <laughs> I want everyone to know what they're dealing with here. Um, all right, what is the favorite Colombian expression that you have learned from her? Ush, no. Which Translation, means... Translation, please. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, it's even got the little... Oosh, no. You can sort of see the talk to the wrist because the hand is pissed attitude going on in there. It's, wow. It's All right. Been, so it's we've... been hilarious to see her mother do that. Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, it's it's gold. Because then I can make fun of her and she's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's nothing. It's what I do. So. Andy, I think we're going to have to add like an infographic on this because Matt, Matt chased the Columbia House reference with an in living color reference. I mean, the man, it's like he's Captain America. He was on ice. I'm a human time capsule. For about 15 years, and he woke up. (laughs) Right. You know, he fell asleep in 1993, and he woke up in 2018. Yes, I'm an an unfrozen caveman lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, now, Bryce, you're from Jersey. Yes. What's your your favorite Jersey expression? Um... You, you it, is you want. it is a two-way tie. It is a two-way tie. Just add some color. It is a, to this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Shout-outs to Bylaw Duckett, the captain of Charlotte Independence, for giving me that ammo from now on. Oh, cussing's just color. Oh, yes. I'll use that. Um, so it's a two-way tie. Verbatim, you will hear this from pretty much anybody who's been living in Jersey for a month. Where the fuck's your blinker? <laughs> <laughs> Usually with the window down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The second is, um, <laughs> all right, fuck face. <laughs> Those could come together. Yeah, that's all right. Fuck face. Where the fuck's your blanket? Yeah, there? no, I mean like, look, you know, you, when you grow up in a town where cussing, quite frankly, outweighs the church community, like it's, 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 it's transcended. You have young kids who are eloquent and they don't even know it. Can you get college credit for that? Probably. <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Just send in your penny, folks. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Um, it gets better. But I will say, say this. It is phenomenal to see people flying in Jersey because when one person goes like close to 75 miles per hour, the idea is like if I go 75, he's going to go 75. And if there's a cop, we're not going to get pulled over. Like there's such a community it's so weird. It's like a subculture of like, if we break the law together, I'm pretty sure we're set. <laughs> Everyone's going the same. Like, oh yeah, I didn't know it was 35 miles per hour. I was going 80. I was just going there. It's, you know, it's yeah. unsafe to be, to not go along with the rest of the, right, you right. know. I can't afford not to I was up. just being a conscientious yeah, driver. Yeah. Officer. I love going up to Jersey. My twin brother married into <laughs> a very, a, a very Italian family. Okay. And, you seem um, happy. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. Very happy. And, um, <laughs> I mean, the fettuccine helps a lot. I, can I mean, it's, it, they, they eat like kings and queens up there for sure. But I remember early on, um, <clears throat> my brother was saying, okay, we're going to go to our first family function. And it's a really, it's like another world. You're stepping into another world up here. So mm. he's like, you know, you got to do the double kiss. Like you got to just know how to do the double kiss. Cause there's people are going to be like, oh, Mickey, Bobby, Joey, how yeah, you doing? Cheek cheek. And it's just cheek, cheek. Right. Well, so I thought I was ready for this. And finally I walk into this event and my brother's uh, father-in-law walks up to me, and I'm like, "This is my moment, right? I got to get the the cheek cheek right." And I mwaed him. I went mwah mwah. I actually made the mwah sound. Oh wow! And he looked at me like I was, you know, insane. So so anyway, you know, it take you know going oh, up to Jersey, it's a whole other world. Out, you got to you really got to practice, sort of you know, get into the, the groove. He's like, "Babe, who's this schmuck <laughs> exactly. kissing me like that?" With yeah, this. exactly, exactly. Get him out of here. Well. All right, fuckface. Right. <laughs> it's time to move on to the meaty questions. Let's do it. So, Matt, you got the first one, bro. Okay, cool. So, Bryce, why Charlotte? You talked about this a little bit today, but let's talk about why Charlotte. What spoke to you about our city and said, you need to honor your grandmother's legacy here? Very, very straightforward. I only had a few cities to decide when, you know, leading with a coffee company, um, the city needs to be very aware of, I mean, everything surrounding it. And for me, it was easy to consider LA. Uh, but as I said, during, during our talk up there with the, um, with with the folks who were here, LA really didn't necessarily need me to go there to open up something and to have my, 
my rhetoric. I have a lot of great uh, friends out there who are doing that in different areas. Coffee didn't really need to be used as one, as a conduit for that. Keep in mind, and I, and I want to stress this, a lot of people tend to be exceedingly altruistic with ideals and they forget that they have a service to provide. So for me, um, I tend to make sure that I don't lead with soil. You know, you lead with the flower. Yeah. It is retail. It is volume. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. is I came in for a coffee. And to be quite fair, I really don't really want to hear you talk about these difficult things I have to get to work. Um, having said that, New York was out of the picture. Too much money. L.A., too much money. Keep in mind, I didn't have a partner at this time. Um, I was upfronting everything on my own. We were doing pop-ups at first. And then we came to Charlotte and we realized, you know, okay, I've, I've lived here. Um, I understand the uh, economic culture of it as a whole. I understand the history. You know, the Dilworth Lattes, who's from New York, came here and brought a lot of money. And so began the real infrastructure, you know, between the 1920s and right now. Um, so I always get, get, side note, I get a kick of people like, oh, you transplants. Like, how do you like Dilworth, bro? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a New Yorker. That's right. Um, it was very easy because I realized that Charlotte was going through a transition. It was trying to be mindful. Um, but sometimes that can be overly casual and you don't know how to actually deal with it. And we knew, you know, north side, east side, west side. Um, there are a lot of people of color. Um, there are a lot of Latinos. There are a lot of Afro-Chicanos. And um, I think we should start the process of telling their story by existing. Simply just showing up can be enough. You know, it's like the difference between a bad dad and a good dad. Sometimes it's just enough to be around. Mm. You know, you got 10 minutes, you got one minute. At least you're around. So in that same light for us, we realized, you know, we need to be in a place where, yes, the business needs to provide value, as in make a profit. But at the same time, it's not, it doesn't end there. There's another side to that quarter. On the west side, you know, tax rates tripled. Mm -hmm. You know, stakeholders from different cities started looking at the west side. You know, we know how the, we know what happens next. So how do we actually have the audacity of getting involved, this middle ground? Because that's needed more than ever. You know, I could, I could, I don't really care what one person who identifies as Republican and then the other as a raging, um, you know, Democratic liberal. If you're not talking about a solution, mm -hmm. I really don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't really care what you think. Yep. You're getting romantic. You're getting caught in your feelings. And we knew that Charlotte was just rich mm -hmm. for all of that. Charlotte usually has one way of doing things. But again, we knew that we could be a part of the process. We knew that there was a great community here. And after the LGBT plus community, as I had mentioned, um, uh, and a few predominant um, African-American uh, pillars on the West Side kind of communicate like, you know, dude, you got to look at the you got to look at the West Side because there's things that are happening. There's things yeah. that are changing and we could use a space that exists. Um, you may not lead with we're for everybody who's people of color, right. but you just being there, you know, the first month. Go figure, like, dude, like, how does it feel to be the first person of color in specialty here? Open your own shop. Like, I kept getting that. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was going to happen. Then go figure, Starbucks happens. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. It's now amped up. You know, like, oh, don't go to Starbucks. Go to, you know, if you want to go to a space where someone who's actually operating looks like you, that thing tends to matter. And so, um, you know, we didn't really count on that. We knew who we were. We knew how we were going to provide value by listening and yeah. understanding, you know, how can we use this space and we're in the process. So Charlotte just made the most sense Beautiful. per capita. You know, we're third behind San Francisco and yep. that meant I could find a partner within, you know, two years, but dear God, I didn't expect yeah. five months. Yeah. Doesn't happen that yeah. way. So. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Bryce, you've got on the outside of, of, uh, of basil, you've mm. got wine well, on your website, but you've got four symbols. Yes. And I know they tie to four principles that you want to you want to espouse. For sure. What do they mean to you? And then what do you ultimately want them to mean to your guests? I'm glad you brought that up because one thing I did not say during that talk was that I don't get to dictate value. Uh, people do. Uh, value is the residue of someone making a decision on what you mean, not the other way around. Um, so those symbols uh, resonate to what we're trying to become. We're, what we're in the process of becoming. What your intention is. Oh, man, you're good. See what I did there. Wow. You're good. 
I also found yeah. that intention is a word used in the medical field as the process of healing. Ah. Go figure. Huh. So for me, you know, with my grandmother passing and healing yeah. and understanding mortality and making sense of that, I found that to be interesting. Um, those symbols just need to be real. If there's one word, integrity and, and the real thing, I'm not going to make everyone happy when I open my mouth. I believe in things like everyone else does. Um, I change my mind on some of those ideals like everyone else does. And, um, you know, I fall short of being a really, really great dad and a great husband and a, a great leader with my staff. You know, there's a pace to having a company and people want things fast sometimes. And that's challenging. And I have to eat that shit sandwich. That's mine to eat. You know, it's not my fault. It's still my fault. And, um, yeah, integrity. I mean, I'm really, really big on integrity, man. You know, you can, you can question that the milk's a little bit cold or this and that, but if, if there's one thing I never want to be questioned, you're like, oh yeah, Bryce, that guy's full of shit. <laughs> there's just nothing that makes, like, I, I, I just, I don't want it. So anything that we make, anything that my family makes, because coffee's not just it, there's a lot of stuff that we do that I don't talk about. Um, basil has to form a foundation. If we don't form it, then it is full of shit. Quite literally is. So we're doing our best to make sure that we that we um, that we bring it. Yeah. Well, you just you just mentioned a phrase about what me and my family create, hmm. what we make, and we're fortunate enough because Tim and I and the Charlotte is creative team we For have sure. essentially have a an office you know back behind lock of projects. Mm -hmm. Same footprint as, as Basil. And we're fortunate enough to spend a, a good deal of time with you and, and mm -hmm. your wife, Drea, and see your kids and stuff. So we know Basil is a family affair for you. Um, now, as your kids grow up watching you two do this, what do you want them to see? There's a, um, a high frequency of men and women who blame their mom and dad for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just due to the lack of humanity for these people in front of me are, are people and they do their best and they fall and they falter. My kids, every year I write them a note. Uh, the most recent one was uh, to Kai and I essentially just, just explained, it's just two sentences, do what you can with what you have. Mm. Um, my kids are going to decide whatever the truths are. I will expose them to things. You know, when we're on the farm that we partner with, they're there. When we're at the shop, you know, they'll come behind the counter and, you know, Kristen will have, you know, fun little time trying to expose Kai to, um, you know, steaming milk. Um, things are changing rapidly. You know, kids, in 1994, when I had a Sega Genesis, <laughs> there, there was a time where I remember my, my folks telling me, if I don't get off of that Sega Genesis, you're just going to be, you know, a, a loser. Not verbatim, but along that, that realm. And now, you know, we're seeing kids make millions annually off of one event mm -hmm. millions mm -hmm. steven get off of that you're going to be a loser am i mom am i <laughs> how do you know like that's what we're facing how do how do you prepare a child for that actually it's quite funny matt your your baby girl i, I remember running into her for the first time and she was just kind of on the sidewalk watching uh uh jimmy uh dammit west yeah that was at the uh Black the market. festival yep mm -hmm. yep uh shout out to uh, Jimmy, he is the Joker to my Batman. Yeah, um, he, he, he's he's amazing. He was painting, and your daughter was drawing and doing math mm. at the same time. Yeah, and in that moment, I again that same kind of situation of you know how does a parent best expose their child to things in preparation for an equation that doesn't really exist yet? Mm. That's I mean that makes my head hurt. Yeah. So the next best thing is, well, look, you know, I'm restoring classic and muscle cars, kids, let's go ahead and, you know, this is making and taking, you know, here's how, uh, how, how you lower pH balance of coffee grounds. Yeah. Just listen to Casey cause daddy doesn't know it all. Yeah. You know, just kind of making things very humane. Yeah. But also exposing as much as you can. Um, and if they want to go to college, fine, they don't, let's start a business. Yeah, that's how we yeah. feel. You know? I, I, you're so right. I mean, I think, um, we have this, as parents, oftentimes we have this vision or we buy into this vision of what, what the path to success looks like. 
oftentimes forgetting that it has bears little to no resemblance to the path that we took, right? But we sure. we start there's that great fear. I'm gonna screw this kid up. Yep. So let me yep. let me stay in the shallow end. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, like my my daughter, um, you know, we had a vision, you know, what does a good student look like? Mm. You know? And uh we were get these reports from from middle school saying, look, you know, we're trying to get her to study and all she wants to do is, is help kids with disabilities. So mm. she was not doing her work because she wanted to help a kid who had either had a physical or a psychological, you know, challenge. And, you know, you want to like course, what are you going to do? Uh, you need to stop helping that person and, and help yourself. And I'm proud to say like this week, she wasn't here at creative mornings this morning because she chose to go to camp a camp called hugs camp where they pair you up with a kid with another camper that has a, has a challenge of some kind and you camp together that week. And that's going to be her path. And it bears no resemblance to what the vision we had of like, what a, what the path to success looks like. But this kid is bound to determined to help people. And she doesn't care about whether she gets an A or not on that test. It's big. It's awesome. And that's, it's, so a lot of times I think you're so right that the secret to parenting sometimes is getting out of your own way and realizing your plan don't mean shit. No, not at all. It's Help scary. that kid be the best person they can be. It's scary. You know? It exposes you. Kids, kids expose your your BS and they expose you know. So does marriage. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> it's it a does. Double it's true. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you also it's like we're fl- you're tracking along with you. The next question is spending time around you, and I wish this was a visual medium because when you talk about your farm. Your face lights up. You get excited. So what does that mean to you? And where do you think it's going? Like, what's it mean to you to have a farm that you get to work on to support your business? So before Madam C gives me a call and says, why are you calling it your farm? I need to preface again. The farm. Right. It's it, So North North Corner Haven is in Lancaster, South Carolina. Um, the moment I moved here, um, I realized that what what was going to position us as a company that told a story that was true and real and you couldn't question it because I mean at at this point that's all companies are going to have to do you know it's it's nothing to start a company but making those decisions and dictating your buying pattern you know I hate to make it binary but that that you know you don't make decisions with your head you make it with your heart you know how do I believe in this person are they full of it does his or her staff actually you know, look like an extension of him or her, meaning they don't really care for me. They don't care about my experience for them. Um, if he or she is not here, what are they doing? Like, oh yeah, Bryce is on the farm, you know. Those things add up because people are always paying attention. Um, for me, coffee is also compost. So we see a lot of my peers here. They're doing a good job. I think Crown Town Compost is at this point really, you know, the pillars of composting and they're doing awesome work. Um, but like a parent who, uh, you know, one wants to only spend 10 minutes looking over their child's work. Another wants to spend the weekend, like going deep down that rabbit hole. Who's wrong? No one's wrong. It's just two different types of stories. So in that same light, I realized I didn't want to just compost coffee. I needed to actually make food because I have soil now. I have dirt. And, um, Something I actually really didn't get a chance to talk about much is that for nine months, my wife and I, we did pop-ups in our apartment in Orlando, Florida. Um, I was working with a lot of chefs at the time, so it was starting to rub off. I was trying recipes in preparation for, who is now my chef here, um, uh, Chef Hector Gonzalez. Um, very, very talented, exceedingly talented. I can't wait to get him a freaking space to do his thing. Um, we only did food. So Basil Coffee started off with food first. And then we invited the coffee in, but at the same time, we couldn't do it in an apartment. There's no way to actually really do that. Was it called basil coffee? Yeah. So you're walking in basil coffee. Can I have a cup of coffee? No. We don't do coffee. We do food. Not in the apartment. Yeah, it was super legal. We would have 20 strangers in, $20 a ticket, super underpriced. And, you know, that's how this started, you know, just upfronting it. My wife just had our, our son, so she's fucking miserable. Like, you know, he put me through this nonsense, but she wants to be supportive. And... um that's how I began understanding there's an organic farm around the corner. I'm like, dude, like this is soil. How do we make food for our plates? Because coffee incites hunger. They exist. It's, it's actually a marriage. And that's why it's difficult to see one without the other. It's like, well, you know, here's my eggs. Where's my coffee, bro? 
here's my coffee, where's my eggs, bro? You know, like they, they do sync. Mm -hmm. So for us, um, we reached out, I didn't want to talk about it, but um, we reached out to Noma, uh, the restaurant out of Copenhagen, Denmark, as at the time they were considered the best restaurant in the world. Um, because I appreciate when people are very upfront with me, I'll be upfront. I actually approached them with a lie. <laughs> I told go. them, just tell me how much it costs and I'll pay it. Doesn't matter the dollar amount, so full of it. But I, I, was, I was kind of desperate. I needed someone, I didn't know what I was doing. How do you take coffee compost and make more coffee with it? How do you make tea compost? How do you make oyster mushrooms? How do you utilize eggs? Like, these are questions I just don't know. Who the hell am I going right. to go to? So, you know, in true fashion, I, I, you know, I kind of fake it. Like, hey, look, you know, you tell me the price. David Zilber, you know, sous chef of the fermentation lab. And sure enough, they're like, look, first of all, we don't want your money. You know, 247, you know, a ticket before tax, you know, 189 just to taste one wine. Like, they're good. Wow. Um, and since then, any question I've ever had about this farm program, because the farm program incites jobs, and the farm program incites land, and that land incites a roasting facility, and that roasting facility incites me being able to actually hire more people. And hiring more people means that I actually, when I talk, because there's just some things when you actually have a loaded clip that's just difficult to not listen. You know, I'm under 30. I am a brown man, and in certain parts, that is repulsive. And I'm very verbal about things that I believe in. It's just a interesting selection of things. You want to make something that matters? Well, you're going to have to actually reverse engineer it and make sure that every, the business actually makes profit, that the, the business actually provides value to the local community, that actually represents, your, are you hiring local? Yes, I did. Are you hiring immigrants? Yes, I did. Are you hiring people who can educate these kids? Yes, I did. Are you actually going to do events that actually provide value? Yes, I will. So it, 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 for me, that farm was the tipping point. The mm -hmm. moment I found, because I went through five, the moment I found uh, um, uh, Casey and uh, Tori, who are also 28, it, it sunk in. Mm. We were speaking the same language. What if we use you know, the coffee compost as topsoil just to see how this and that works? I am creating food with what you're drinking, and I can talk about it, and I can possibly provide jobs there's no more romanticism anymore. And yes. So when, when you see me, I am pretty much done because now it's just a matter of how do we make sense of it? Right. You know, how do we make a farmer's market? How do we staff? You know, it, 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 it's how do we afford it? Where's the money? Who do we need to help get out of the way? So that's, you know, I, and that's kind of the audacity that I have because we've been open three months. We have yet to meet business goals. We should by month, you know, by, by month, uh, pardon me, by the third quarter. Um, and I've been trying to save a lot of this until then just because, you know, it's right. just, how, just how it works. I've invited people into the process, which can be scary. Um, but that, that is the journey. You know, we're trying to become a B Corporation. We would like to be zero waste, but I need to take, I need to take care of my people before right. I start getting idealistic. Yeah. You know, so for me, that's, um, yeah, I, I lit up. This was about a month ago when we finally like That's understood awesome. we could do these things and it's going to be practical. We don't need to go crazy and I can feed my people on the West side. You know, Matt and I just, I don't, I don't want to take too much of a tangent here, but one of the things that Matt and I are kind of fascinated by and that Charlotte is creative is really going to be exploring at length as we move forward is, you know, Charlotte is very uh, focused on the financial economy, Not but truly. there's a creative economy and there's a social economy. Mm -hmm. There's different forms of capital. For sure. And I would submit that, that Noma could sense in you, mm -hmm. they, they built a very particular business, a very particular way. Mm -hmm. At that point, they're, they're realizing the financial capital, but For they sure. were investing their, their creative capital. And I bet you they saw that you were willing to, you were somebody who will go all chips in the middle of the table and that you'd be willing to pay the creative price. Absolutely. To see this vision through. And so I think he, I don't know that you did lie to them because I think that they, they were operating on a different kind of capital and they knew that you would invest everything you had for sure in making this work. Yeah. I mean, I, at that time, again, when you don't know what to do, there's nothing righteous about being 
completely in the dark for a very, very long time, just as much as there's nothing righteous about being broke. There are people who break the law. Right. It's not right, but dear goodness, if I have to look at five kids, one kid, sick mom, and I have to make a decision, go figure, you know? So for me, I realized that, you know, if I'm going to get any help, I need to be okay with this big whopping no from someone I appreciate because Renee Redzepi has a mouth like me. Um, he loves taking care of his people just like me. Um, the only difference is that he's scraped his knees for long enough and he's put his, his tail on the line for quite some time. And you know, the residue has been, we appreciate who you are, what you stand for, your food. And here's an award. You know, that's, it's like making money, money, just residue, like get, get the work done. Yeah. If you want that residue. Well, sounds weird, but you, you use the word, (laughs) get that residue, baby. You used the word (laughs) audacious a few minutes ago. Yeah. And I would, I would say that, yes, your vision, what you're building is certainly audacious, but it's also full of so much intention. It's steeped in intention. And it's exactly why we chose you to be a part of this morning. For sure. Share that story. Um, And it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a great excuse to get to know you better. For sure. And uh, so I can't wait to see what's next, not just for our relationship, but really for for you, Mm. your business, your family, how you're impacting the city and whatnot. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's great and terrible about about this gig that we've got is we get really deep with our speakers and then uh, sometimes just life moves on and we just don't get to hang out with them like we did in the prep. Yeah. The fact that you're our neighbor, we get to keep pestering you and I guess... (laughs) I guess we'll be friends, Bryce. Oh, maybe, maybe comrade. I'm not sure. That, <laughs> that's, that's a whole. Joke. That is another podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, let's it's just. I can't wait to watch to to just just go with you where you're going. It's going to be scary. I don't. Good. I don't. I don't have the answers. Worthwhile. I don't have the finance. Um, I don't have at times enough time in the day. Sometimes my altruism does not get balanced out, and. Um, as I said on stage, when you know the cheat code that you, when you see it in front of you, when, um, when life quite frankly gets compromised that, you know, you're going to die one day, things become very, very less scary. What was once a giant becomes a little gremlin, you know, you Mm. wake up in the morning and you're addressing lies already, but it's a nice little gremlin. You just, (laughs) yeah. Okay. You're still annoying, but I, but I can, I can manage it instead of like, Oh my God, there's this big lie that I still can't address. But once we do it, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm here right now. We sacrificed a lot. My wife trusted me. That could have gone south. What happened to us does not happen often mm. at all. So um, I am trying to do my best to, to project that in the, in the right way. And um, if it backfires, then, you know, I guess it backfires. I don't know how, but I'm going to see how it all pans out. Well, the way we usually wrap these uh, podcast conversations is asking what advice you have for Charlotte, but we're actually going to switch that up a little bit for cool. you. We want to know, what advice do you think your grandmother would have for Charlotte? Wasn't seeing that one. Sneaky podcasters. Um, my grandmother was very matter-of-fact. Uh, and not only would she be in essentially every meeting, um, literally, she would, um, she would actually redirect it and talk about what I'm actually talking about now that I think about it. She, uh, she was a leader with what was called the Central Jersey Youth Club. And it was predominantly uh, African and Latin kids. And the intention was for it to uh, provide value by getting scholarships and working skills. Selfishly, she, she'd probably just say, if you don't support my damn grandson so he can get, get what he needs to get done, done. Um, <laughs> but he would probably just say... Um, she would probably tell the city at large that she had a phrase with me if I ever pissed her off. And she would say, little boy, ain't nobody got time for all 
And nobody got time for all of that. She would be very, very upfront and just explain to, to Charlotte that n- people are running out of time. Mm. Yeah. While, while you pander, while you, um, while you try to make sense, and there's nothing wrong with it, but while you try to make sense of, of real issues, there are people who don't have time. They're going to have to make decisions that are reckless. They're going to have to make decisions that are that add more fuel to the fire of rhetoric that we that we've been seeing for quite some time with you know people who are different people yep. who are immigrants and she would have some immediacy mm. she would she would definitely project some immediacy people people are running out of time and you and you need to be creative you have to be creative yeah um i come from an army family so i grew up on an army base with her um summer camp always the same tone it's always work to do Wow. There's always worked it though. Well, for those of you listening, clearly you can tell that Bryce is someone who's a big thinker, a big doer, and it's all uh, done with intention. And so mm-hmm. these podcasts are meant to be a kind of a companion piece. They, they are a standalone piece, but they're ideally a companion piece to the uh, Creative Mornings uh, talk, uh, whether you saw it in person or whether you, you watch the video uh, that comes out a couple weeks after each event. So be sure to check that video out at charlotteiscreative.com. Bryce, such an honor to sit down with you. Thank appreciate you for being it. a part of the morning yeah. and uh, being a part of our community. It's amazing. Thank you. I Thank appreciate you so it. so much. Yeah. Well, fuck face. All right, fuck face. Fuck face. Fuck face. All right. Well, that's, I think we'll have to uh, put the explicit sign uh, uh, logo on this one. I I would uh, just like to apologize to my mother and to Matt's mother who are going to be horrified. And to Sister Marie St. Ledger. (laughs) (laughs) Bryce, thank you. This was a gift they gave us today. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Andy, go. It's go time. We'll see you next, uh, next episode. Thanks again to Bryce Lagour for speaking with us and thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Charlotte is Creative podcast. Let us know what you think by tweeting us at CM underscore CLT and using the hashtag Charlotte is Creative. Remember to register for the next Creative Morning Charlotte event Friday, August 3rd at 8.30 a.m. at Divine Barrel Brewing in Noda. The featured speaker will be Dr. Stephanie Cooper Luter, executive director of the nonprofit organization Leading on Opportunity, speaking about the global theme of community. RSVPs will open at 9 a.m. Monday, July 30th. For more from Charlotte is Creative, check out charlotteiscreative.com. <laughs>